0: Welcome to the Student Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Rutherford, from Learn, Grow, Become, where we work with universities and higher education providers to empower mature age and part-time students to gain the mindset, the strategies, and the confidence to succeed in their studies. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Student Experience Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Adabisi Adabowale um, from Washington at the moment, is it? Yes. Yes, there you go. So, um, a bit further away from Rockhampton, where I'm based. Um, now, Adabisi is a former business technology consultant who transformed her career through public speaking and social media to become a higher education and student transition coach and consultant with her company. Upliftology, with a particular focus on helping college-bound students gain scholarships for their education, top internships and full-time employment with large corporate companies. In addition, Adibisi consults with colleges and youth-centred organisations to improve their student experience metrics and has given a number of talks both domestically and internationally about higher education. After her own university experiences, she knew she wanted to help more students achieve great heights through their higher education and career goals. One of the last things we need is for more students to be added to that never ending national student debt list. And we know that that's particularly overwhelming for um, a great majority of students. Helping people make their dreams a reality is also very important to Adebusi. So she decided to start with supporting youth so that they have a simpler path to success than those who came before them. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, Tanya. I'm so, so, so grateful.
0: Uh, it's a pleasure having a chance to chat with you, particularly at the moment when it's really hard to have even local conversations at times.
1: Absolutely. Everything has been struck down to do it at home. Just yeah. a completely different world than what we're used to.
0: So, I guess coming back to your own journey, um, can you share with us a bit of that and what actually led to creating Upliftology and the impact um, of student debt on the student experience for a majority of students? Because I know not everyone's aware of that.
1: Yes. So I started here in Greenbelt, Maryland, where I went to high school. And I had the privilege of being my, what we call class president, the person who is in charge of all the Ongoings for the graduating class so you know the pep rally the graduation itself prom things that pertain to school to our our student body in our specific grade level so with that I had three years of experience being class president and I truly believe that was one of the key factors of me earning my scholarship to my university which I attended the George Washington University in Washington DC where I had a phenomenal experience at the time it was one of the most expensive universities here in the States. And I think it's like two, number two or number three now, but it was number one when I was in college. It was at $56,000 a year, Tanya, $56,000 a year. That's and now it, that's insane. Honestly, it's insane. And I love the university and the experience that I have, but it's an insane price point. You know, think about a 17 year old child coming into college having to pay $56,000 a year. Mm. Now, not for their education, but for one year, that's over $200,000 for a four year undergraduate degree. We're not even talking about master's or doctorate yet. So I have this wonderful experience between graduating school debt-free when I was in school between my master's and my undergrad. I traveled abroad three times. I was a white house intern under the Bush administration. I had these fabulous experiences. And then I went into corporate America and when I started working i went back to my local church and i I had a lot of parents especially those who are parents of first generation students a lot of the parents are immigrants themselves wondering how do they understand the college process how can they help their children what should they be doing what do they need to do now how can they help their students graduate debt free so they were asking me all these questions so i started talking more and more about my scholarship program but then i started speaking about how more students can graduate school debt free and how they can have similar experiences as I did. And that was the birth of Upliftology.
0: Yeah, awesome. And do you see, um, and I'm not sure if it's just the debt, but the actual experience that students are having, how that's gonna be impacted by COVID-19 and also beyond that, um, You know, are we looking at, because obviously if you have a significant debt, you need to be earning money afterwards to pay that off. Um, and the pressure that that creates during the student experience itself, um, how do you see that
1: changing? Or is it going to change? It's definitely going to change, because now we're we're experiencing the faults, the faulty points in our education system. We see that even though they're teaching us technology, they're not technically savvy or technically Mm. equipped. We're seeing that students who have lack of resources or lack of access to resources are now are now not being able to be educated to the same level as their counterparts because they're no longer in the same environment and everyone's homes look different we're also seeing that a lot of people don't know how to learn online yeah a lot of people do not know how to learn online talk less of professors who don't know how to teach online so there's so many different discrepancies but now we also have the, the the point where the schools that cost the $56,700 a year are still tar- charging those same price points for even the online education, but the experience is different. You're talking mm. about doing everything digitally, whereas when you're on campus, you have access to your professors, to the teaching assistants, to the administration, to your fellow peers, to job searches and recruiting from companies that do come to campuses to hire students. Now, none of that is happening. Absolutely, none of that is happening. What we're also seeing is the racial discrepancies and access for, to be quite frank, a white person here in the United States versus a black person or a Latino or Asian, especially especially those who are children of first generation or who are first generation um, Americans or children of immigrants. They don't have access to the same thing. So we're seeing a lot of faults and faulty points in the education system. And we know it's going to change. Yeah. Now, the and have a similar here. So yeah, I, I'm sure. And I, I'm sure you're yeah. also experiencing that the unfortunate thing is going to be, is going to get worse before it yeah. gets better because education here in the States, and I don't know about Australia, but it's very, and I mean, very slow to change. They want innovation, but they don't want to be quick with it. And innovation is all about rapid change. It's all about turning things that you're used to upside down. Yeah and
0: adapting and changing and not expecting it's going to be exactly the same and
1: completely. Yeah. Completely.
0: So yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting.
1: I can't wait to see, honestly, I've been saying for the past couple of months, I'm like, I can't wait to see what the, the fall 2021 year (laughs) is going to look like fall 2022. So it's going to be interesting to say the absolute least.
0: Yeah. and We're not going to be out of this for a long time. So. Oh
1: no. I'm yeah, well, it's not. it's
0: going to be how are we going to keep adapting to actually get to that, um, or, or can we adapt to get to that better, um, online learning experience because it's not just the online, it's not just the learning experience, all the support services, um, some universities um, and colleges are probably doing it better than others where they already had to do that sort of thing, so they were already providing that distance experience, um, and the ones that were very much I guess I know certainly over here it's considered more elite to be an on-campus-only university Mm -hmm. and the people who do online are, you know, the poor cousins kind of thing. But they're the ones that are still, as you say, trying to charge the same amount, aren't giving the same service. All their support services are focused for on-campus. They haven't actually made the mindset shift to being an online Mm -hmm. provider and yet that's how it's going to need to be.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely and I think it's the same here where online school for those who do it are just like oh you can't afford this this beautiful experience of being on campus and having you know these wonderful opportunities but the reality of it is that a lot of people may have to work through their education just to get that education be it in their undergraduate or master's degree mm-hmm. a lot of people don't like being in person you know everybody learns differently everybody's mind is different we have visual we have uh, auditory, we have learning and, uh, sorry, excuse me, reading and writing, and kinesthetic learners. And We have to realize that not everybody is going to learn the same way, and some people just have to have a different experience because they weren't able to afford to go to school straight from a high school or secondary school. So we have to keep in mind that everybody's situation is different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and I loved um, when I listened to your TED talk because I know you got a link on your. LinkedIn page yes. um one of the elements that really spoke strongly to me was how much as a society we expect that students will go to university or college even though it may not necessarily be the best option for everyone but there's just that sort of thing of like if you finish year 12 you go on to higher education
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and almost like you know if you want to do something different then you're not you're not meeting potential, I guess, or you're not living up to the expectations. Um, And yet it may not be the best option. So can you share a bit of insights on this and how changing this expectation can help improve the student experience and also student outcomes in the longer term?
1: Absolutely. And I I think, so first of all, thank you for watching my TEDx talk. I really really (laughs) appreciate it. But I think that any parents who's been studying their child for the previous 17, 18 years and knows that, you know what, my child is not doing well academically. They're only earning, here on the American system, we have 4.0 scales for grade point averages. And a 4.0 is obviously an A, that's the best. A 3.0 is roughly a B or a C plus in some instances. And anything below it is just kind of like, what are you doing? A parent who's seeing their child who has an average of a 2.8, for instance, may wanna be curious to see, okay, what is the best option for you going to college? Because if I have a child who has a 2.8 cumulatively over the past four years of their education, I don't want to pay $60,000 for you to go to college. I don't know if I can trust that you're going to do well. In 2.8, you know, I'm I'm a product, first generation African household. 2.8 0.8 won't cut it. <laughs> On a $60,000 budget, it's not going to cut it. Yeah, I would probably have to be okay with my child going to what we consider or what used to be called junior college or community college nowadays where you actually take a te- take some time to figure out what are you truly interested in what is the best way for you to learn and master a skill so that you can pursue a career that will allow you to thrive what do you need to do to position yourself at the forefront another thing that a lot of people undermine is a gap year some students actually sh- should go work and figure out you know what I thought I didn't want to be in school but be working and being an adult it's too soon for me, because I always tell my scholars: once you become an adult, you're an adult for life. There's no going back. Enjoy. It.
0: I want to go back.
1: <laughs> Who does it? Honestly, yes. anybody over the age of twenty-one, if they're in their right mind, they will want to go back too. <laughs> like, honestly, and and nowadays, I'm looking at the students of nowadays, and I'm sitting here, even with what we're going through with COVID they're they're equally if not more alert and knowledgeable about what's going on with covid than some of the adults and i'm i'm nervous for them because now you're working as an adult or you're thinking as an adult rather than thinking as a child and enjoying your youth mm-hmm. you know they're maturing so much faster and it's just kind of like slow down you have the rest of your life to be an adult and if you rush into being an adult this youthful, these youthful years You would not even know where you're a child and where you're an adult. You'll never have that experience or those memories. But uh, I say all that to say that parents need to know their children Mm. utmost because parents are the first leaders that every child has. And it's best for a a parent to be realistic with themselves and know that, hey, my child is not the best performer academically. It's probably not in their best interest to go to a four-year institution right off the, the gate, right out of the gate. it won't be be the best situation for them. They may not even do as well as they did in high school if they're already doing averagely. And that's not everybody. Some people go to college and completely transform their lives. But the motivation and the intrinsic desire to do better for themselves has to come from within. I can tell any of my scholars, you're great. You're gonna excel in life. You're gonna be the best chef. You're gonna be the best mechanic. You're gonna be the best doctor. You're gonna be the best lawyer. That's great. And I'm here to motivate and inspire and encourage. But if they don't have the desire from within, it is going to be hard for them to perform. And only a parent and that person themselves will be able to say that, you know what, I don't have it in me. But if they continue down that path, thinking that they're not good enough, it's also going to lead to another path that they don't want to go down. So it's important for them to, make sure, to make sure that they have the right support system around them to see what's the best path forward for them.
0: You know, I think... <clears throat> The the idea of going to like the, the two-year community college um, or, you know, here we have, um, we've got TAFE is more your technical type of thing or for students who are coming in um, to university or looking to go to university and haven't had, um, haven't just finished Year 12, then we've got like um, transition programs. Um, yeah. And, they're really good because they quite often they teach them the skills that they need to do well, yes. which they otherwise don't have. And so having some way of stepping in is probably going to set them up much better than for those that go straight in, even if they have the, the motivation um, because you need the skills as well as the motivation.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that they don't teach often enough in the schools. We speak a lot of theory rather than a lot of practice we teach in those, in that mindset. And it, it's useful, you know, to get the critical thinking skills going. However, we have real life problems that can be solved. Yeah. So how about we use those as the critical thinking and problem solving problems? Cause they're real, you know, and bring it to the forefront. And I think that a lot of corporations and schools need to speak to one another so that they can create better curriculum and understand what are the skills that these students actually need when they get on the job? One other thing that I didn't mention is that we do also have trade schools here that allow students to get certain trades in certain schools, which I think is similar to your polytechnical schools that you have in Australia. Yeah. However, kind of like you said with the online school, that's also the little brother, the, little, the, the, the bratty little brothers type school that, oh, you know, you weren't good enough for mom and dad to invest in. So you go to this school, but not at all because we all like good air conditioner. A yeah. is very necessary. Everyone needs a running car. So a mechanic is necessary. Everyone needs, um, what's the other one? Fridge, refrigerator repairs, plumbers. Yeah. Cause we can have, we cannot have every skill that we need. There's too many things going on in life. Too many tools, too many uh, equipment that we, we need. We need people who are specialized and skilled in how to fix it and how to make it work. So all those skills are necessary. There's no need for anyone to look down upon them because we need every single person.
0: Yeah, and I don't know what, um, what your trades charge, but I think many of our trades here seem to be able to earn more than the rest of us. <laughs> so they're, they're actually not the poorer brother anyway. They've actually done it in a much smarter way. Um, and a I lot
1: think, of people don't realize that.
0: Yeah, and again, I think it comes back to um, playing to your strengths. Like you're saying, yeah. is thinking of, you know well what is actually the best path for you and it's not necessarily the same as what it is for the person next to you or your best friend you know yep definitely definitely um so that's all the questions that i had um would you like to share some of what you're working on at the moment uh, or anything else
1: yes so i was actually updating my course today so like you stated earlier one of my biggest platforms is helping students understand Why are you going to college in the first place? Mm -hmm. How are you going to thrive in school? What are you interested in naturally? You know, what do you want to study? How do you align what you're interested in to what you should study in college? Because I think that a lot of people go to college thinking that is the next best step for me. But the reality of it is, is it your next best step? It can be great for person A, but for person B, it may not be the best thing right now. And not to say that students shouldn't go to college. I'm a huge advocate for going to college. I think it's a necessity. I think it's huge. I think it's, a, even beyond being academically, I think it's great for people's social networks. A lot of my friendships, a lot of my friendships as an adult comes from the friends I made in college and who are Time. connecting me constantly, you know? So it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Going to college as a 21-year-old is going to be completely different than an 18-year-old. And there's certain things that you can't get away with as a twenty one year old going back to college as an undergrad that you could get away with as eighteen I mean those things also come into play that you have to think about, but I, I was working on updating my my course today because I want to make sure that it's streamlined and helpful for students understanding truly what are you interested in, how do you learn what should you study when you get to college? what college should you go to because all colleges are not created equal. We have community college trade schools we have four year institutions, and among those options, all of them look differently. Some schools are specialized in technology. Some schools are specialized in the humanities. Some schools are specialized in the social sciences. So all those things come into play and you have to take that into consideration. And then at the end of that, you can start looking at financial aid and how do you pay for your education? So I'm always constantly thinking, okay, how can we help the student understand to better their education? And then also how do corporations and schools partner? Yeah. to make sure that they actually thrive because that's the key missing piece for the education system. Yeah. That's the key.
0: Yeah. I think that sounds really good. And we'll put a, a link in the, um, the podcast info as well. So that anyone who's interested in, in, checking out your work can, um, go and have a look. Cause I think that sounds really good. Really interesting so option.
1: Much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, we, we all need to help ourselves get to the next level and we can only do that when we share our gifts.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You're most welcome. And that's a wrap for our um, podcast today. Thank you for joining us. And that's the end of this episode of the Student Experience Podcast. I hope you can join us next week for another great interview.